body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey, folks, good evening, and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and the Phantoms and Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. So um, this channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are also appreciated. You can click the dollar icon underneath or below the chat box. And the uh, buy me a coffee link and banner are also shown below. So thanks for your consideration. Now, if you're in the chat and have a question, please use all caps. Uh, I'll try to get each one after my presentation. So do me a favor and uh, don't put your question in there until I um, read the last account. I'll let you know when to do that. So let's get started. This first account was sent with, you know, and the, the witness stated, I just need to tell someone about this. So uh, back in December of last year, which I think was, it was actually 2019. My girlfriend and I were staying at a hotel in Atlantic City. It wasn't a large hotel and casino, but it was a nice place regardless. It was early uh, Saturday morning. We were awake and hosting another couple from Philadelphia, sharing stories and enjoying each other's company. So, well, about 2 o'clock a.m., we realized that we were out of beer and we really didn't feel like calling it a night. So my girlfriend told me that there were a couple of bottles of sparkling wine in the trunk of the car. So she tossed me the keys and I made my way out to where the car was parked. And the parking lot wasn't very convenient at the hotel. So we ended up parking in a spot off on the side street about a block away. I could hear the noises coming from a club down the street. But as I walked to the car, I found myself feeling unusually alone. I turned down the street to where the car was parked. The air was very heavy, misty, and drizzling rain, and the street lamps reflected on the wet sidewalk. As I reached the car, I unlocked the trunk. I heard this voice call out, Sir. I was very startled, and I quickly turned around to see a teen boy who was gazing at me from a few feet away. Now, I was really unnerved, and I jumped back and said something like, man, you scared the crap out of me. This boy just kept looking at me unfazed. He appeared about 16 or so, wearing old faded jeans and a dark hoodie sweatshirt. Then I noticed that his eyes reflected the light from the street lamp, 
and were completely black. I thought that he may have been on drugs causing the eyes to dilate, but he didn't seem to be high and appeared calm and sober. Regardless, I was totally alarmed by this encounter. He then said, I'm lost and tired. Could you give me a ride to my mom's house? But this kid didn't look tired or worried at all. It was almost like a predator leering at its prey. And I was beginning to fear fear. He started to move closer to me. I immediately broke eye contact with the boy. It wasn't easy to do. His eyes were compelling as the deep, cold blackness sought my attention. I sensed a vulnerable, a venerable, I sensed a venerable energy trying to control me. I backed off and stepped up onto the curb. I uttered, no, I can't. I have friends waiting. I kept looking down. I didn't want to look in his black eyes, feeling like an insect in a spider's web. Now, after a few seconds, he responded, okay, never mind. Here come my friends. I looked up and passed him. There were two young kids about a block away, and they were walking in our direction. But then I noticed that they weren't walking, that their legs weren't moving. They hovered a few inches above the sidewalk and were floating towards us. I freaked out. (laughs) And uh, as I did so, I heard a horrifying groan behind me. I ran faster than I ever thought I was possible, directly towards the hotel. I felt like they were right behind me. I had the painful sensation of something clawing on my back, I, I, a feeling I, I will never forget. It was pure terror. When I reached the entrance to the hotel, I looked back and found myself alone. Now, I continued moving quickly, not stopping until I was back in my room. My girlfriend and a couple were were startled to see me panting and bending over in pain. They asked, what happened? Where's the wine? I collapsed onto the couch and I didn't speak until I could catch my breath. I never told them what really occurred, only that some thugs tried to attack me. I no longer felt like playing host and I told my guests that I just wanted to call it a night. I, could, I didn't sleep a wink that night, fearing that these black-eyed kids would find me. So uh, Mary in Utah emailed Dave Schrader, and for those who know Dave Schrader, he used to be the host of Darkness Radio, about a very weird sighting they had with her mother. So Dave gave me the okay to, to mention this story. I have a black-eyed kid story that is not normal if these things can ever be normal. I've held on to it and hardly told anyone partly because, because it's just too dang weird. And part of why I don't tell anybody is because it just sounds so silly. The year was 2005 and I was in my mid-20s. My mother and I took a girl's trip to Orlando, Florida to do all the usual touristy things. We had completed a fun night at one of the entertainment districts and we were thoroughly tired. We were heading back to the the parking garage. It was the middle of the night, not very busy, and we had taken our time to sit on a bench and soak up the atmosphere as people left. There were no other people in sight. 
there were several moving walkways to get to the parking garage, you know, the kind of they like they have in the airport. Now, right as we approached the walkway, a couple of children came walking speedily and thoroughly in tandem right up behind us. I mean, right up behind us. Not quite touching, but very close. It was instantly confusing because it was too late for kids to be out alone. The earliest it could have been was 11 p.m., if not 1 or 2 a.m. At first, I thought they might need help, which is why, you know, they were heading right for us. My mom is a school teacher, and she seemed to attract children like a lighthouse anyway. So uh, why would they head over for her? I'm used to being in public and, and having our plans derailed by random distressed kids running up to her like heat-seeking missiles. But then these two kids didn't say anything. They seemed happy and laughing with each other. Did I mention that they were fast and very close? They were too close to get a good look at it. And um, I could see the tops of their heads. We got on the walkway and it got behind us, again, right behind us. We scooted to one side to let them by, but they seemed to happy, be happy where they were. But it was a super uncomfortable feeling. Have you ever gotten an icy, cold, sick feeling when you can tell the tone of someone's voice that, you know, they're about to get really bad news? That feeling where you your knees are weak and your body demands you to sit down, your stomach feels like lead, well, that was the feeling I had. Now, being a school teacher and not afraid to tell kids what to do, my mom kind of snapped her fingers at the child face level and motioned for them to, to go, but it was like they didn't even see her. She even leaned down a little over their heads and gave a, a teacherly go on. She looked at me and shook her head baffled. They kept right on looking and laughing airy laughs. We kept inching away, and they didn't seem to to inch, but they would still be, you know, right there again. Now, for some reason, I just couldn't actively turn my back to walk away from these two, and my mom seemed to be in the same boat. Now, my mom stood sideways with her back to the railing, and I managed to stagger myself and my mom so I was far enough away to look at them better. They seemed like carbon copies of each other, and the one was just a little older. I, I guess maybe ages eight, six to eight. Very average looking, lean but healthy, nondescript, very clean clothes, matching sneakers, khaki-like pants, plain t-shirts, the same color. Now, their mouths were stained blue from candy or a blue drink. Or did they just get jello shooters somehow? I don't know. Short Blonde hair and black eyes. Solid black, no whites. Their eyes looked extra wet and shiny like pools of oil. They kept looking at each other and laughing. They almost seemed like they were high. They were kind of, they would kind of move their heads like they were talking and understood each other. My mom and I got off the walkway. And I kind of held her arm and got, guided her off to the other side by a planter. And I walked back, backward a bit. I, could, 
I even pulled out my phone and act like I was trying to make a call or something, anything to get away from those super creepy kids. Again, I just couldn't keep walking with my back turned to them. The kids stood away and kept staring at each other and continued their laughing conversation. Then they started moving their hands like people do when they talk, not sign language, more like conversational hand motions. What is up with these kids? They aren't normal. My mom shuddered and rubbed her arms. I don't know, but I wish they'd go away, I quietly said. Ah, for <laughs> for hell's sake, this is ridiculous. My mother turned her head for the next walk away. I wanted to stay up, stay put, but they left, but she was off, excuse me. I wanted to stay put until they left, but she was Often, at least on the next walkway, we could get closer to the car without turning our backs. The kids not the kids got on behind us again and again, much too close. My mom rolled her eyes, but she stood with our backs, but we stood with our backs to the rails facing each other. My mom kept her chin up. She was not going to give these little pranksters whatever satisfaction they wanted, but I kept looking at the little buggers, like face on and keeping my expression as boring as possible, but didn't look right at them. Something told me I shouldn't ask them anything, like if I did, they would start looking at us. Then something weird happened. The smaller ones started dancing. Yes, dancing. Very graceful and very adult moves. He was very coordinated. His mouth was smiling and, and staying open. His tongue was staying blue and like little sharp teeth. His mouth, his black eyes glistened. I felt like throwing up again. Then the tall one relaxed into a lean one arm on the rail. He, he smiled a, a wide smile and nodded approvingly. He had a sincere look of admiration on his face for the little one's moves. The whole posture looked very adult. And he just as gracefully as the smaller one hoisted himself to balance himself on the railway. He was on my mom's side. And when he scooted over because he couldn't take it, he lifted himself onto his hands and scooted his bum closer to her. Again, neither of them looked at us. Not even once. At the end of that walkway, my mom and I got off and we seemed to make a solid pack to just make it to the car. We booked it. Just a few steps off the walkway, the kids were gone. Nowhere to be seen, but I felt I could still hear them laughing and we kept going for the car. Now, once we got all locked in, in my mom was a deluge of, I'd never seen such creepy kids in my life. Were they drunk? How could they be drunk? How were they? Why were they out so late? What were they? What were they? And why do I feel sick? She had taught elementary school for half her life and seen even and seen just about every time a kid that they're, you know, out there. But that's saying something every once in a while we talk about it, but it still ends up pretty quickly. Remember those kids. Is all of us, it is all one of us has to say about what we were talking about. 
you know, that's a strange, that's a strange account. And I know it's a bit confusing, but my God, you know, actually that's the first time I've ever had ever read anything like that. And I had to have had this a couple of years, but uh, that's, that's a really strange account. Uh, the next one, a Minnesota resident recounts his encounter with a two black-eyed kids. During the incident, he experienced lost time and apparently disappeared since his wife had been searching for him. So anyway, they write, I just read one of your black-eyed kids' story. I thought I'd write to you about an experience I had. One evening during the summer of 2019, I went outside on my porch to smoke a cigarette. It was still light out. I live near Rochester, Minnesota. There's a small hill directly across the street from my house, and I noticed two kids, a young boy and a girl, walking up the hill. They stopped and looked back at me, but I got a bad feeling about them. They were wearing dark blue vinyl windbreakers with hoods, and as I looked closer, I could see their eyes were black. They started to walk down the hill and came across Across the street, walking directly towards me. I was cordial and introduced myself to them. They continued to advance towards me. I was getting scared, so I quickly went back into the house. I asked my wife as she heard me talking to the kids. She heard nothing, so I put it out of my mind. So the evening was quiet, and my wife and I went to bed about 11 p.m. After several minutes of lying in bed, I, I started to feel strange. I looked towards the window. We have a one-floor ranch-style house and saw the girl standing outside the window. I freaked out and went to make sure the doors were bolted. When I got to the kitchen door, I could see the boy standing on the back porch. I ran back to the bedroom and grabbed my 45 automatic. <clears throat> I just assumed that they were attempting to break in. By that time, I was extremely scared. I went to pick up the telephone to call 911. But the next thing I remember was waking in bed the next morning. And it was just after 6 a.m. My wife was awake and looked at me. Where did you go last night? I told her I, I didn't go anywhere. She said that she heard the back door close around midnight and she went to see what was going on. She said that she couldn't find me. I told her what had happened, and she thought I was hiding from her or something. I still don't know what happened. I read about lost time and alien abduction, but I always believed it was bunk. I still don't know. I still don't really believe it. Were these black-eyed kids aliens? By the way, I no longer smoke. I have the urge. I don't even have the urge anymore. Why? I have no idea, but I smoked for almost 30 years. So that's that's strange in itself. That's that's a weird one. But you know what? I, I think I can recall someone talking about having an encounter with a black eyed kid and they either quit quit drinking or quit smoking. So maybe it had this effect on people. I, I don't know. It's weird. So I received an account from an apparent kidnapping with two young boys by two other black eyed boys in Elk County, Pennsylvania, in the late 1970s. And it's a very creepy account, too. So um, 
I came, I, I came across this, uh, the following account in one of my databases, and I, I didn't believe I had posted before I did, and I posted it about three years ago. Anyway, it was the late 1970s, and this is what the witness uh, wrote to me. It was about the late 1970s, my sons were age nine and seven. I was a single mother and worked two jobs. We lived in an old farmhouse in the outskirts of a small town in Elk County, Pennsylvania. We had just moved in that summer and, and didn't know our neighbors very well. Now, the main reason I picked this house was for the large backyard. My son started spending all their free time out there. I often only saw my sons for a moment in the morning and at night to tuck them in. They looked out for each other a lot. So one day I came home a bit late and my sons were still awake reading comics, which was, wasn't unusual. What was unusual was how excited they were. They had a story to tell me. They told me about their new friends, two boys about their age that lived next door. I was pretty upset. They knew not to talk to strangers. Now, my sons told me they wanted to come inside the house, but my older son wouldn't let them in. I told them they weren't allowed outside until I met the new friends and, and then I put them to bed. Now, the weekend came, and as far as I know, my sons hadn't, hadn't gone out back. We went to the neighbor's house, and I introduced ourselves, but they didn't have any kids, though. I assumed that my boys had mixed up what direction their friends came from and went to our opposite neighbor's house. They had kids, but they were girls a bit younger than my sons. Maybe they lived further down the, the street, I thought. I figured this was a good, a, as good a time to, uh, as any to meet the neighbors, and we worked our way down the street. There were some old people, young couples, and two families with several kids. But even though we met about five boys my son's age, they hadn't met before. They hit it off, though, so my son stayed for the rest of the day and played in their backyard. I started my way back down the street to get dinner started. Now, when I, get, when I got home, I felt like something was off. I wasn't used to being home alone because my sons were always home. I started dinner, but felt weird, a little scared. Something caught my eye in the darkening yard. My sons were out in the backyard on the swings, but they, I still felt worried. I went out to tell them they, they weren't allowed outside, even though I had lifted the grounding earlier that day. Then I realized they weren't my sons. The two boys got off the swings and faced me. And I immediately noticed something awful. Their eyes were pure black. They seemed to have no soul, no humanity. I stood on the back patio, paralyzed. They just stared. I just stared into their eyes. The boys were about 100 feet from me and started walking toward me. Not a muscle in me could move. I couldn't break my eye contact with them. Excuse me, miss. Can we use your phone? The older one asked me. I screamed no and managed to run into the house. The boys were at the back door knocking slowly and rhythmically. I was terrified. Then I saw my sons walking up the side of the house toward the boys with the black eyes. I ran to the window on the side of the house and told my sons to run. 
they laughed and continued around the corner. My younger son saw the two boys and greeted them. The boys with the black eye turned and said, tell her to let us in. My son yelled for me to open the door. I was just sobbing. I, I didn't know what to do. My son seemed completely unfazed by the boys with the black eyes. I screamed for the boys with the black eyes to leave us alone. Just as I did this, there was a knock on the front door. I rushed to the entryway, foolishly leaving my sons alone. I opened the door and there was a police officer. He was with the parents of the family whose house my sons had played at earlier. The wife was crying and the, the police officer told me that my sons had gone, told me that my sons had gone missing. I told him there were, there were intruders in the backyard. I quickly led the police officer to the back door, but two months, but the two monsters of my son were nowhere to be seen. The glass in the door broke from how hard I slammed it open. I ran out into the yard sobbing. Then I heard my son's, my younger son's voice. He screamed for me from the backyard and I saw him for a moment by the fence. There was a hole in the fence and one of the boys with the black eyes pulled my son through it. The police officer shouted him to stop as he rushed to the fence. It was too late. My sons were gone. That was the last time I ever saw my sons. Now, this statement was included in the account. This story was told to me by a neighbor who wouldn't tell me if it happened to her or not. She would be about the right age for it, though. She lived alone and had no kids. I told the story from a first-person perspective so I could write it down better. Now, note, I investigated this account at the time I received it in 2009. My notes state that there were two apparent kidnappings of young children in the in Ridgeway, Pennsylvania area around 1978 or 79. Now, if I ever find, up, find out any more about this, I, I'll report it, but... Um, if anybody can get any information about it, please forward it to me. You know, that's a, just such an odd account. And quite frankly, I've never heard of any kidnappings to, in relation to black-eyed kids. But apparently this happens, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Now this next one, I just read your black eyed kid story about a guy who lost time. I live in Broward County, Florida. Something odd and frightening occurred last summer. I woke up during the night around 2 a.m. to a boy and girl knocking on the front door. I thought there may have been an emergency, so I opened the door and the two were just standing there staring at me. I asked what was going on and they told me they needed to come inside. I asked why, but they didn't answer me. I then asked them if they were in some type of trouble or lost, but they just stared at me. I was getting upset and I started to wake up at that point. That's when I took a closer look at these two kids and noticed that neither had whites in their eyes. In fact, they didn't seem to have pupils. I freaked out and looked at them to go and told them to go home and quickly shut the door. I called the local cops and told them that the two kids were knocking my doors. 
a cruiser was sent out to the neighborhood, but they didn't find anyone walking around. They figured it was just local kids messing around. And the more I thought about it, what happened, the more I got an eerie reaction to the encounter. A few days later, I was pulling up to my house and saw the same two kids standing on the corner of my street. A dark-haired girl about 12 years old and a boy with similar colored hair, probably the same age. Both kids were just standing on the street corner staring at my neighbor's house. I stood in the driveway for a few seconds and watched them. They didn't say or do anything. I, I walked inside, did a few things, then walked back outside to see if the two kids were standing there, still standing there. They were gone. That same night, I again woke around midnight to the sound of sirens. Now, my neighbor's house was on fire. There were fire tr trucks in, in the front and back alley. I later spoke to the cops and told them that the, two, the same two kids were staring at my neighbor's house earlier that day. The cops didn't seem to think it was important. Then later that night, the body of my neighbor was found in the fire debris. It was determined that she had been bludgeoned and stabbed to death. I was brought into the police department and questioned for several hours. I believe that they thought I may, have, <laughs> I may have killed my neighbor. The cops then seemed to think that her boyfriend was involved. And after a couple of days or so, the cops came back to question me again. The boyfriend had an airtight alibi, but they still never asked about the kids. Now, I had been afraid to bring it up to the cops about the black eyes and how bizarre they acted. I fear that I will become a suspect when I start telling them about the bizarre experience. I still don't believe that they have a suspect. I fear that these kids may return. Now, I, you know, I, I was able to contact this witness and we discussed the situation. Now, I'm not going to go into specifics about the, the actual location. Uh, this witness truly free to mention the black eye kids, the authorities, and the possibility that they returned and could call, you know, cause harm to them. But the witness does feel somewhat guilty staying quiet, which I can understand. Um, I don't know what to think about that. And, and, you know, if they did plan, she did plan to move afterward, you know, soon afterwards. But, you know, quite frankly, I haven't heard anything about them. So um, I don't know what to think about that. That's just a, a just a weird story. Did these kids cause the death of the neighbor? Did they start the fire? I don't know. So uh, here's the last post or the last uh, my last account. A Deadwood, South Dakota man is approached by two black-eyed kids in front of his house. He becomes frightened. He later sees them at his window, at this window and front door. That's when things get a little weird. Now, a military man, J.D., went outside to have a smoke. He lives in the house surrounding the hills surrounding Deadwood, South Dakota. He spotted two kids walking up the hill. Wait a minute. I think I read that one. Let me read this again. I don't think it's the same one. Anyway, let me read it. This might be different. I think I might have doubled up on this, but I'll, I'll, I'll read it anyway. 
seems very similar. They started across the street walking uh, directly towards JD, who introduced himself to them. They continued to advance toward him without saying a word. Frightened, he retreated into the house. Yeah, that's the same one I wrote, I had read earlier. I'm sorry about that, folks. So anyway, uh, if you've got questions, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, try to answer them for you. Now, I did get some, I did get some, a, uh, some donations from Peace, $50 donation. Thanks a lot. Thank you for all your hard work, Lon. I know it must be take a lot of time and effort to produce your videos. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you for the donations as well, Peace. Uh, Win Nyes left a donation of $20. Thank you, Lon, for sharing these stories with us. And Mortal Clown sent a uh, donation of $20. And I appreciate that. So let's get to the questions. I'm a little discombobulated tonight. I didn't know I had doubled up on the on the story. Sorry about that, folks. Anyway, Bernadette asks, what do you think draws the BEK, the black guy kids, to a person's place? You know, I don't know. You know, this, this whole phenomenon is just an enigma to me. It's really weird. You know, I, I had asked early on, uh, you know, are these kids dangerous? I don't know. Maybe they are. I mean, if they start fires and, and people die as a result, I guess they could be considered dangerous, but it's it's really weird. I don't know what draws them. I mean, are they extraterrestrial? Are they just possessed kids? I don't know. Mortal Clown asked, uh, what's the greatest number of BEKs in one sighting? I don't know. I, I had a sighting locally, not far from here, but in Pennsylvania. Uh, west of where I'm at, uh, it was in a state park. There were five kids. So uh, I think that's the, the biggest number that I, I know of being together. Are they spotted in conjunction with other phenomena? You know, not really. That's a good question. I, I can't really think of anything. They, you know, they've been associated with any other phenomena. Bernadette asked, how many sightings of BEK have been um, in Pennsylvania? There have been a few. There have been a few. I've had uh, probably a dozen or so. I think Stan Gordon had mentioned one to me years ago. Brian McGlade, line, have you, have they left physical evidence? You know, I, I, not that I know of, you know, I think they freak out people so bad they don't even think about grabbing any type of evidence or something that may be associated with them. I don't know. Uh, Bill A. G. W. earliest BEK report. Well, that one was from the 1970s. That's probably the earliest that I know of, you know, where the, the boys were, were uh, kidnapped in uh, Elks County. But, you know, we get these sighting reports all over North America. I even had some in Europe. I, I, I know a couple. I had I had one in Rome. I had one in France. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a worldwide phenomenon. But, uh, of course, mostly the ones that I get are here in, you know, in North America. Any other questions, folks?
So, um, you know, thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. Uh, if you made a donation, it's really appreciated. Your support's what makes all this possible. So please like, subscribe, and share. And if you, let's see, we got one more just popped up here. Bernadette, what do you think they are? That's just it. I wish I knew what they were. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what they are. They're just theories. I mean, you know, are they possessed? Are they extraterrestrial? Or are they, what are they? I don't know. They have some strange characteristics, but they just seem to show up and they just seem to disappear quickly. So who knows? So again, if you've had a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be cons be considered for the personal report show or post on Fams of Monsters, feel free to forward to my email at lonstrickerfamsofmonsters.com. So anyway, until we meet again, stay healthy and have a safe and enjoyable night. Thanks again.